2: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly.
1: Calling M. Bai Niang a poor man's guilty secrets is like one of the most ridiculous things you've ever said. That's true. I just want to, I'm going to start with that.
3: everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. This is the Good Friday edition, so to all those who celebrate, have a happy Good Friday. Uh, with me, as always, I am Mike Gottlieb, is Andrew Laird. <sighs> well, Andrew, uh, at first, before we get to the soccer, I do have um, my week. Um, it is really becoming a weekly installment of things that I can do that's potentially socially awkward.
1: Mm, what do we got this time?
3: Uh, okay, so... You know, i found, you know you remember having like neighbors that were right next to you right yeah like 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 adjoining walls neighbors yeah. well okay yes
1: let's let's just go with yes
3: <clears throat> which, which room do you think would be the most awkward room to realize how adjoining your walls are a bathroom bingo so i was oh, i don't know
1: <laughs> oh boy here we
2: go
3: so I was in the bathroom this morning and I could hear the music that the my neighbor was playing. It was as clear as day. Like I could sing along with it. And it just got me thinking, oh wait, that means the opposite is likely true. And you know, I don't know about you, but I will I will listen to music in the bathroom and I will pretend it's my recording studio, right?
1: All right, I'm I'm getting you. That's not where so, I thankfully this is not where I thought we were going. <laughs>
3: Well, I was just thinking to myself, like, what has this person heard when I'm singing uh-huh, along uh-huh. to music? Well, you know, I don't know. I, you know, most times in New York apartments, the bathrooms tend to be in the same places because the plumbing is in the same place. I was
1: just about to say that. Yeah. So you're hearing his bathroom, too, probably.
3: Yeah, well, that's my that's my point. Now, <laughs> it's just, you know, the, 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 I think that's the most awkward place to have an exchange, a free exchange of sounds.
1: Yes, for sure. For okay, sure. So. And then, frankly, there's probably... Uh, actually, maybe not. I was gonna say there may be be a, like adjoining vents that would like basically oh, just be yes. microphones into each other's apartments. But you probably not. The, now that I think about that,
3: <laughs> could, well, it could be true because the, well, from my sound engineering days, if the metal is vibrating, the metal would vibrate and carry through. Uh, so if if you're if, well, if it you're definitely carry through. I meant vent.
1: more that you probably don't have adjoining or like no. connecting well, vents to then go up, but. Yeah, unlike, unlike I'm not an architect, so I don't know.
3: <laughs> city planner.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> urban planner, right? Or the city
3: planner? City planner. For, city. If you're going for the Seinfeld joke, yes. it was city planner. That was, okay. okay, Uh But it was. <laughs> anyway, uh, th- th- I just I just can You know, I I also want to just open it up to the rest of the audience. Like, you know, what is your like your your bathroom song that like you that you will sing along to no matter what and if it's embarrassing i especially want to know because mm-hmm. like you know like your 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 go-to karaoke songs are typically ones that you don't want to be like caught singing like if you're like eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> like or sure. or in my yeah. case six o'clock in
1: the morning in the shower
3: Just, what you
2: know?
1: what's your music like do you have like a waterproof speaker like in your yep. shower oh okay you betcha so I used to um, listen to music like I remember in high school, I used to blast music in the shower and I can't remember the last time I had any sort of sound in the bathroom.
3: Well, I mean, most of the time now it's podcasts. So this person must think that, you know, you say, the Dan Levitard show podcast, which is what I listen to typically in the morning, that person must think I'm insane because they, unless you listen to the show, like That's a lot the of things out of context are just insane. Right. Um, yeah, I believe that. But it was, again, it's just I wonder what my neighbor thinks when they see me in the hallway, like if we ever catch each other, like going in and out of our apartments. Mm.
1: So have you heard anything other like I guess it's just the music?
3: Well, yeah, I, I, you know, in New York, you'll hear everything. It just depends on where you are. Right. Right. The laundry room is in the common area between our two apartments. And I'll just I'll put it this way. The bedrooms are both on the bottom floor. Noted. Noted. Okay, to the football, to the (laughs) soccer. (laughs) No better transition than that, right? Um, so we were talking about last week just a little bit. We didn't do a review podcast because, quite honestly, it's exhausting. Um, (laughs) We and also there's Champions League and there's a bunch of other things happening. Um, so when we you know we talked a little bit before the podcast started about last week's slate and just how it was. We, we did our own we, we always have like a weekly rotor wire draftkings game and i think i i came in 19th and you came in 20th yeah and yeah you know obviously we're gonna have something to say about how bad the slate was when we finished that badly right andrew <laughs> uh
1: yeah it was pretty brutal um the slate itself uh i wouldn't say <clears throat> well yeah it kind of played out score wise as we probably expected i mean <clears throat> liverpool winning by scoring multiple goals Man City did the same um I guess that Swansea Hull match was a little lower scoring than than I expected but it was really just the players that kind of messed it all up Liverpool came out and ruined everybody with this Trent Alexander Arnold and Ben Woodburn starting because Firmino and Coutinho were were banged up and of course those two players the former two players lasted 45 minutes and then Firmino and Coutinho both I think both scored in the second half so That obviously threw everything off, and then um, there were just like a series of events that led me to certain players that just didn't do anything. And as I said to you before the podcast, there were some other players, fantasy players, that I consider to be some of the best around that were also uh, on the lower end of the standings. So that, on the one hand, made me feel a little bit better, but on on the other hand, it was one of those these kind of like fluky weeks where, um, you know, guys who happen to play goal dependent players in, in cash games like this kind of pay off. Aguero was the one that a lot of us, um, a lot of the people on the bottom faded or, or didn't surround like, um, and he scored. So that threw it off. Although I think, uh, I oh know you didn't have Aguero. So I don't know. It was just, uh, it was a weird week.
3: Yeah. So, and, and, you know what's funny is that carried through to Sunday as well. Uh, I mean, the goal the, in in the fact that the goal dependent players got their goals. So I remember last week we were talking and I said I am going to build my Sunday lineup around two people and that is Romelu Lukaku and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yep. And that was the right thing to do last Sunday
1: um,
3: because Zlatan got a goal and an assist and Lukaku got two goals and an assist.
1: I yeah, I'm trying to. I don't think I even played the Sunday slate, so I don't know. It's more, I mean, uh, it all depends on what everybody, you know, wh- what you surrounded it with. Like, if you, um, like none of the, I don't think any of the defenders really, d- well, I guess, yeah, if you had that ridiculous Phil Jagielka goal and assist, which you probably had to do if you were paying up for Lukaku and Ibra, but you probably missed out on Morales or, um, even Mark Albrighton, you probably couldn't have afforded. So, I don't know. I didn't play the Sunday slate, so apologies. But I'm just not sure if, like, I don't know if that actually. Turned yeah, out it, to be the it, case.
3: it was a two-game slate. It wasn't exactly. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't exactly a, a stellar slate.
1: But... Yeah, but I'm just saying that, like, you could have gotten plenty of points separately from non-Lukaku Everton players and Leicester players. That... I
3: I don't think you were catching someone if they had both. Okay. Even if you got, like, four to seven points from everybody else, you won. Um, all right. I don't know. Like I said, I didn't play, so. I cashed. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that, that's the way I'll put it. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next game week, the, the real game week that we're talking about, which is game week 33. Andrew, it, it, we're getting close now to the real the real soup and nuts of, of the season here coming down the final stretch. And the, t- the teams that we thought— would be out of the relegation zone or now trying to to pull away. The teams that we thought were going to be in the top four, you know, again are playing consistently and everyone else in the middle is a crapshoot.
1: Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of a, not a frustrating part of the season, but, um, there are definitely going to be sides that not, I don't want to say gave, give up, but you know, like you, like you always say, you, they get to a point and they don't need to play anymore. And we oh, uh,
3: we'll, we'll, we'll get to West Brom
1: later. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it seems like even in those situations, you still end up getting games where, you know, uh, Stoke will win four, one against a team that, you know, shouldn't care anymore. And I, I, while caring is fine, you know, whether a team cares or not is, is different than whether we can get fantasy points out of them. So we'll see.
3: Yeah. And we'll start with those fantasy points at White Hart Lane, where Tottenham will take on Burnmouth. uh, tough go for Burnmouth recently, just, uh. Yeah, it's 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 that time of the year for them where they're playing the top the top six, and I mean Tottenham right now look like they you know uh, them and Chelsea they are showing themselves as the class of the Premier League right now in terms of form. Um, Joshua King though on Bournemouth continues to be that pesky fantasy Premier League producer.
1: Yeah, he um, yeah he just like can't stop scoring. It helps that he's on penalties. Which, um, you know, was the case when Callum Wilson went down. But it's it's impressive to see who he's scored against in this in this run. Like he had a brace against Everton. That's at at Everton. He scored at Old Trafford, uh, scored at Anfield, and then home against Chelsea. Like that's those are pretty impressive places to score. Uh, I don't I don't like using the phrase like. matchup proof, because I don't tend to play Josh King anyway, at least in cash. So, But yeah, it's a it's a pretty incredible run, and one that I will stay away from this week as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, and on the flip side, uh, we have Spurs, and Dele Alley has scored, I believe, it was 10 goals, and I want to say 4 assists, four assists in, yep. in, in his 17 games in 2017,
1: yeah, something like that. Yeah, they, uh, are the Burnmouth Preview had a a nice section on Deli Alley. He turns he turned 21 on Tuesday. Uh, Only three players, three English players, have ever been involved uh, in more goals than him uh, before they turned 21. It was Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, and Wayne Rooney. Amazingly, their totals are significantly higher. Like Rooney's, the third on the list at 66, meaning like goals and assists before 21. Deli Alley's at excuse me at 40. But the other one that I thought was pretty impressive was his 16 Premier League goals this season are more than any other player in Europe's top top five leagues uh, under the age of 21, which is like amazingly impressive to me because we don't tend to see guys this young scoring this much in England. Um, yeah. And, of,
3: and in Wayne Rooney's case, he, he had probably more games played because he started playing yeah, professionally yeah, at 16 yeah, like for Everton, something like that, 16, 17. Yeah.
1: So, uh... I, I've I've been I don't want to say underestimating but maybe underappreciating just how good Deli Alley has been this season. I mean, obviously, I knew the goals and assists were there, but I guess I just didn't appreciate the full context of it until kind of reading just how much it is of late. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's he's, really pro- he's
3: propelled my RotoWire Taga team to top three. There you go. So uh, I've definitely benefited from his consistent goal scoring. Uh, over the past weeks in that league, now for Tottenham, let's put this in perspective. For Delielli, would you rank him higher than Christian Eriksen?
1: I ranked him first this week. So yes, yes
3: is the answer. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think I went with Eriksen first still this week, but it's getting closer.
1: Yeah, I mean the the format that we rank for. Um, somebody asked me recently on Twitter if we were going to change our rankings for to reflect Taga or DraftKings, and I admittedly uh, responded in a bit of a flippant way and felt I at least should have, well, maybe not apologized, but I basically kind of noted that we rank for the most popular fantasy soccer game in the world. Like, it's not, while it may not be, like, a huge game here, um, I think it's almost 4 million people that play, which vastly outnumbers, I think, every other game probably combined. Combined. So, which is a shame because it's by far the worst. I agree uh, wholeheartedly. I agree with that. Um, but ultimately that's, you know, if it's going to continue to be that popular, we're going to keep um, yeah. ranking for that I, format. I think
3: I still have Yannick Belasi
1: on my FPL team. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm sure you do. Um, yeah. So because of that, uh, it's a, it's a format that is much more goal and assist dependent. And while Ericsson, um you know is is a more assisting player than um than delhi alley he doesn't have nearly as many uh, assists as delhi Alley has goals like so we're not it,
3: with the re with Carrie Kane now back um you know likely to start uh do you feel that Erickson gains more value over over delhi alley because all the set piece opportunities now have more threat uh and just in general just Open play, getting crosses into the middle. Harry Kane's going to be there more often than not than Delhi Ali. Um, do, do you feel that that Harry Kane will cut into Alley's value or no?
1: No, I don't. I have no no hesitation uh, on Delhi Alley because of Kane. I mean, the, the, I get son, the cross son's numbers.
3: Va- Sun's value is the one. His his will thing. plummet.
1: Yeah. Um, and I th- I mean there's a way to play all four of them, but I'm but Sun's value. Will. Yeah, I think they will too. But Sun's value is not is not on the wing kind of waiting for Kane to do everything himself. So um, yeah, I think his, his value definitely gets hurt the most, but, but again, I mean, Erickson, I think is still like a fine DraftKings play and Fanduel actually, because he creates a ton of chances. He gets shots on goal, but in, in FPL, which is, like I said, it's very goal dependent. Um, I don't see how anybody can make the case for Erickson over Kane over Delhi. Yeah. And in
3: Bournemouth, it's Josh King and nobody else
1: yeah i'm not touching I, I wouldn't even touch king so yep. I, we will sign me uh, for the, I nobody it. else
3: i guarantee you that this game will sign off with and chelsea have put the pressure on the blues by cutting their lead to four points
1: yes oh for sure for
3: it's, sure something along those lines yep. that's how they'll sign off all right let's go on to a game of two very similar teams in the way that they're playing now And crystal palace at home taking on leicester mm-hmm. city um both both of whom uh, have pulled away from relegation. I believe Crystal Palace have won something like four in their last five, something like that, um, and Leicester have won five of their last six, something like that. It, it basically, since their management changes, they have now started to play a lot better.
1: Yeah, Palace, um, yeah, Palace five wins in their last six after everybody was saying that uh, they had this horrible schedule down the stretch, and so they were definitely going to be relegated. And, yeah, Leicester four wins out of six.
3: So, there's one wrinkle to this game, which I think will be a factor, in that Leicester have. This is a game that's sandwiched by two Champions League games, which, let's face it, are far more important. For sure. Uh, and now that Leicester have pulled away from the relegation pack, so I don't feel that we're going to see the full Leicester squad, uh, especially. And now Crystal Palace at home against a, you know, not necessarily a B team, but the one and a half team, the team one and a half of Leicester. So, I like Crystal Palace this week.
1: Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, I guess yeah. Palace is six out. I was gonna say, they're not a, not that. Oh, they have a game in hand too. All right, never mind. Um, I agree with you on that. Wes Morgan is gonna is out again, and there's talk of Daniel Marty starting at center back, which um, is interesting. So, yeah, I mean, Leicester had a pretty good result in Spain, so uh-huh. um, yeah, they have no reason to do anything in this match that could get somebody hurt so um yeah i like palace a lot in this one
3: yeah and and for Leicester, i mean they're 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 definitely safe so i mean they're eight points out yep so i i don't feel that they have anything to really worry about in terms of relegation so i think they've done enough and it's time for it's time for them to to i think they're going to rest all the important players um i i I mean i think all brighton will rest i think uh, Mares will rest. I believe Vardy will rest. Uh, maybe drink water will rest. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, they, they have the pieces to do it. I mean, they could start Okazaki and, um, Ahmed Musa up front if they wanted, if, if Slomani oh, gets the start you sh- next week or Slomani you sh- could Uchoa's,
3: start. chose still around. That's right.
1: you is still around. Um, they have Demerai Gray to start in Mares or Brighton spot. um, Mendy's still out, so I'm not sure if he or Andy King, he'll probably start if Drinkwater or N D D sit. So yeah, I mean they have they have enough yeah. depth to get at yeah. least uh you know, bodies out there. Yeah. I knock.
3: will I, I will almost one hundred percent guarantee that Andy King starts. He'll <laughs> start he, for somebody.
1: Yeah. Uh did he start the champion or maybe he came on? He might have come on. I don't remember. But <clears throat> yeah, I think it's this is another great opportunity for Palace to get get some more points,
3: which means that there are two players in particular that I feel that people will gravitate towards, and that's Andrew Townsend and uh, Christian Benteke, who's now found his form.
1: Uh, yeah, Benteke looks pretty good. Um, the I think, yeah, I think Townsend's gonna be a really popular pick. He's he's very expensive on on DraftKings, but uh, you know the. Leicester give up a decent number of crosses and they, I think they do a lot of it from the left side so or at least left-sided players so um yeah I think Townsend will be popular and yeah Benteke looking here 13 shots in his last 3 games is, is pretty good I mean obviously if he doesn't score you're you're getting close to nothing but um against a, a backup center back who's actually a defensive midfielder and Robert Huth, who will probably start because I doubt they start two backup center backs. But if they do, yeah, I mean, Benteke should get plenty of GPP interest. He's still pretty yeah. cheap, too. God, 6400
3: yeah. it, it gets. I, I think that there's going to be a lot of players on Palace that a lot of people are going to like. Uh, how
1: does, how far does it go, though? Like, you name the, the those two. I mean, are people I think really people are like Wayne Hennessy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Van Anholt apparently is back in full training. I don't know if he'll start since yeah, he's been apparently. out for a month, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your word. I'll take your word for it. Big Sam's word, not mine. Yeah, sure. He's yeah, even, even better.
3: This afternoon for him. Yeah. yeah. His word really lasted long as the England yeah. manager. <laughs> that Just was a problem. Too many words. in yeah, trouble. <laughs> a good point speaking of big sam let's go to one of his actually two of his former teams it's it's a double big sam oh, former yeah. team battle here it's sunderland uh god they look terrible at uh, going uh, at home against west ham uh so sunderland of course they have to win and west ham are just hoping to uh to to do to, to, to well what, what, what did david Moy say uh, get a slap uh west hammer oh, uh out did to he really say slap. that yes he did he oh, said it to a female reporter
1: oh, oh, oh i thought you meant about this match i was like bah. no okay no. sorry no 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 i was no, like no. boy yeah. the that...
3: His tone deafness only knows right, the back, right. step
1: system. <laughs> right. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. The, I mean, this is basically a. Is it? Can we call this a six pointer? Or do you think West Ham's comfortably safe at thirty six? I mean, they're uh, they're I above mean, Palace.
3: Let's say they're one point behind Leicester. So and Burnley. So if if West no, Ham even. aren't safe, they're then... even
1: with Leicester and Burnley.
3: They are they you're right. They are even with Leicester and Burnley, I can't read. Um uh, so yes, if if we said that Leicester is safe, we have to apply the same logic to West Ham. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, does that make you think that they're good enough to do anything against I uh, mean,ing Sunderland good enough against West Ham? Sunderland no,
3: they're not. Yeah. And Jermaine Defoe who is not scoring goals right now. <laughs> and if he's a bit not scoring <laughs>
1: I'm sorry? He's been a bit quiet. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's been – yeah, I think it's no goals in his last 11, something like that.
1: Um, I'm looking at two in his last 10, but they were in the same game, which happened to come in that Palace 4-0 win. He's taken 11 shots in the last two games, though. That's pretty good. But, you know, they haven't gone in.
3: (laughs) Wow. Yes, that is true. Uh, I mean, West Ham, uh, you know, they don't particularly do well defensively. They tend to let up goals, but – Sunderland let up goals even more uh, <laughs> and then that's been their bugaboo among other things um, it, it, they, Sunderland have the rare ability to not score goals and to let up a lot of goals
1: yeah they're now scoreless in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. They, so they have yet to score since they won that 4 nothing game at Palace and they were scoreless in the two before that oh my god I didn't so, realize you know it was how, that bad you know,
3: you know how we make fun of Burrow for not being able to score goals yeah Sunderland have only scored two more goals than Burrow. Yeah. That's in that 22 for Burrow, 24 total for the season
1: for Sunderland.
3: We're in game week 33.
1: Oh, I'm looking they've at our form table. I'm they've looking at our form table. Goals. Yeah, I'm looking at our form table now. Over the last six, Burrow has allowed nine. Sunderland has allowed 10. Burrow has actually scored three times, whereas Sunderland are still looking for that first one. Yikes. Wow. That's even That's yeah, how it's... so that's how bad Sunderland have been.
3: And it, the the question is whether, you know, an attack led by you no know, Mikel Antonio, he's out for the year. Um so it, it's apparently it's a serious injury uh, to to what West Ham said. I'm sure they're saying that to ward other teams off of him for the summer yeah, transfer totally. window. Totally. But you know, Miguel Antonio he's done for this season. Uh, to be honest, there's no point of him playing the rest of the season. They have no meaningful games left. West Ham, so you know, it's going to be an attack led by like Manuel Lanzini, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Andre Ayu fills in for uh, f- fills in for Antonio and Eddie Carroll, uh, Robert Snodgrass, who's been pretty bad yep. since coming to uh, to West Ham. Can they take advantage of a Sunderland team that's been terrible?
1: Um, I'm not, I'm not going heavily on West Ham on the road regardless of where they are like the like you said Snodgrass really hasn't been that good certainly not the whole Snodgrass that we came to expect is uh, so goal dependent you never know what you're going to get out of um, Fuguli if he starts um, Lanzini it, it seems like Lanzini should be the right call call you know he takes shots he sends in some crosses because he's on a few set pieces but ultimately Snodgrass is there to kind of take a few of those away so it's um they're no like cash safe plays and so if you're looking for upside do you go Carroll? is he the is he the upside play Uh, i i don't know uh i don't think so
3: i mean the only upside play is if wadi cosbury's for some miracle starts
1: that would be awesome i think
3: yeah it would take a miracle to do that, but <laughs> that, that's the only way.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the way I'm looking at it, if you're if you're really considering Andy Carroll, like say you're playing on DraftKings, would you rather Andy Carroll at 6,800 or Christian Benteke at 64? Yeah, it's it's clearly Benteke, right? You could even go and buy Niang at six thousand. Like you know,
3: I, or... I you know, <clears throat> I, I don't have Niang in my DraftKings lineup. I'll say it now, but he was in my DraftKings lineup when I first started building a team, and then when I realized I had more money, I switched up to somebody else. Mm.
1: Um, yeah. I mean,
3: it's so... which, mean, which means Niang will get negative three with a red card really early in the game. <laughs> well,
1: only that's, if you have him. That's correct. So, right. Not, yeah, yeah. If you don't, I, then... I, I
3: do. Well, I do like Niang a lot.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, I, I'm probably gonna end up staying away from West Ham, as crazy as it sounds to like not have anybody from. Yeah,
3: I think I think the only safe play is Cresswell. I if was he's... gonna say
1: Cresswell might be back, and so maybe yeah. you, maybe you can go that way, but or
3: Masuaku if he plays like that. That's, I think that's your safest play of this slate, which is telling of how bad it is. Yeah, it, Masuaku
1: has been pretty trappy the last. Mm-hmm. Like, he hasn't. He hasn't been the Masawaku I mean, that we saw earlier in the season. So No,
3: but I think he scored like 7, 8 points, but you're yeah, right, it doesn't it, justify his, yeah, three his, of his his price tag.
1: <clears throat> right. 3 of his 8 from the Swansea game came from a clean sheet. So
3: Hey, I mean, they all count.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, well, yes, but we all we also say you can't depend on clean sheets and I agree. <laughs> with the way that West Ham played defensively. Um
3: and, and yeah, and past results don't dictate future right. behavior.
1: Right. So I'm just saying Cresswell for crapping on him so much earlier this season had actually been pretty good um before he got hurt i mean he was he went from the 0 to 1 crosses to 5 to 7 which is a significant difference uh so especially when you have well never mind i was going to say cuz you have carol in the box but crosses just so rarely turn into assists that it's not even me- worth mentioning it.
3: yeah we've talked about it with other players that are much better at crossing right uh, so uh i think this game will be it's going to be so tense because uh, Sunderland, for for Sunderland, because especially at home because those fans are ready to pounce <laughs> on how bad this team has been. Do you think Moyes um, stays if they go down? I don't see how he can. In fact, I You think sp- they fire him though? Yes, I do. You don't think that they think he can bring them back up? No. Okay. No, I, and I think just I, I think the the whole the whole PR hit with the reporter this week is one of the if not the final nail one of the final nails in the coffin that's been David Moyes as a Premier League manager
1: it's funny you finish it that way because that my other thought was it'll be funny when he has three more jobs by the time mean three more Premier League jobs by the time he retires just because that's just what they do in England
3: yeah it, it is but I, I doubt I, I I see him I I don't see him coming back to the Premier League for a while I think he would be someone who may go to like Scotland like Brendan Rogers did
1: did you see that they've already clinched the title Celtic yeah yeah I
3: mean, Rangers are the Rangers are back up right in the Scottish Premier League right
1: uh, they are but yeah I'm looking because I, I saw this the other day I think it was the earliest ever Um, Celtic are at 90 points right now and Aberdeen are second at 64 29 wins three draws no losses for Celtic <laughs>
3: There's always been a debate whether Scotland Scottish teams should be uh, in the English FA mm, to like yeah. slot them into the leagues, uh, because th- there is no there is no parity, there is no competition except for Rangers when they were before Rangers were threatened to be liquidated. Right. Um, but Rangers are not the Rangers of old, and the old firm is really not that much fun anymore. But <laughs> you know, it would be a lot more fun if David Moyes was coaching Rangers and. Brandon Rogers was coaching coaching Celtic. There you go. That would make
1: it more fun. I guess they would also need teams. They have a uh, plus 65 goal differential.
3: I mean, it's not terrible. (laughs) Uh, All right. And that was, and that was our recap of the Scottish Premier League. That's right. We will will move back to the English Premier League here and we will go on to Everton at Goodison Park taking on Burnley, who still looking for that first win away from home. Uh, but um, Everton, unlikely against a high-flying Everton who, you know, have 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 small hopes in the table, but not not too much. To I mean, they're tied with Arsenal right now, yep. so I mean, they have small hopes of top four aspirations, but not much. Uh,
1: they're tied with Arsenal. Arsenal have two games in hand, so
3: I'm just saying where they currently are. Yep, yep. No, I think I they're think
1: all- they are one team that will care through the end of the season. Like I think they. Um,
3: Well, they want a Europe spot. They want a Europe spot.
1: And I think the Premier League will get seven spots now this year because uh, one of the FA Cup winners or the FA Cup winner will be in the top four. So they'll get an extra place for that. And then if United win Europa, I think there's another spot because they obviously get to go to the Champions League. So um, it's a little easier this year.
3: And I think Everton have a very firm hold on seventh place. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll finish lower than seventh. They may finish higher, but I doubt it.
1: Yeah, the ten point gap. Which it's a ten,
3: point, um, gap, is it's a 10 point gap between them and West Brom, but right. it's you know seventh place. I think it's firmly Everton's because I don't think they're jumping Arsenal or United because of those two games in hand that they both have.
1: Uh, maybe, maybe it would.
3: It would be very. Impressive. I don't think they're
1: jumping Man United.
3: I mean that's only it's only three points difference between them and Arsenal, or, yep. you know United and Arsenal, and they have the they're on the same games played, so yep. it's,
1: it's. I just, wouldn't. I'm just saying I wouldn't be astonished if Everton finished ahead of Arsenal. Of course not, because there was doomsday. a great article. We'll talk,
3: about, we'll talk about the doomsday of Arsenal at the
1: <laughs> end. There was a great article about how I guess Ross Barkley had like a sit down with Ronald Koeman about his future and wanting to play in the Champions League, and Koeman was like, "Yeah, so do I," and here we are at Everton, so let's just. <laughs> Just do what we do. Make like how much.
3: Let, let, let me be, let me be able to breach my contract with no problem, and you can just stay here.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> where? What? Champions League team could Ross Barkley play for? Celtic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that's sort of my that, that, that. But that's my point. Like he's not playing. He's not playing at any pr- Premier League Champions League team.
3: Uh, I disagree. Who does he play for? I mean, are you trying to keep this to, just to England? Because no, I'm, I'm sure not. he would play for Italian teams. I'm sure he would be a, a team that, like a Napoli, would look like. That uh, would he look would never us, play but... at Napoli. I, 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 I don't.
1: I disagree. <laughs> The, the Napoli front four is on so, uh, level so yeah, much Yeah, Na, the higher. Napoli
3: front four also is not going to be the Napoli front four next year. Napoli Napoli aren't usually in the business of keeping their best players.
1: Well, they're all, I mean, they they sold one last year for enough money that they don't need to, to get rid of it all now. I don't think he'd play at Roma. He's certainly not going to play at Juventus. And, like, he's not going to play at any of the German team. Like, this guy, if he's trying to play in the Champions League, He's doing it for a team that's probably not as good as Everton. I mean, but I get it. you, you, want know, to play you, know, on you know,
3: if Dort, if Dortmund lose, if no Dortmund way. lose no their way, players, no way he plays a Dortmund. I doubt, I doubt it too, because Dortmund don't do that anyway. They, they usually go, they usually go from within from, or from Germany and take young players like that. Anyway, just no, he's, I, he's I, old for
1: Dortmund, <laughs> and he's twenty three. Yeah.
3: So Ross Barkley, back to, I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to be. A starting player, uh, if he just wants to,
1: you know, yes, if yeah. he literally just wants to be on the team, yeah. then yeah, I'm sure he could go do that.
3: Well, Ross Barkley is just—I I don't think anyone's really been able to uncover the best of him on a consistent basis. I mean, this is, the, I think, the most consistent play that you've seen from Ross Barkley. Um, however, his teammate romulo Lukaku, I think, will be on a, on a Champions League team and you know starting right. you know, for a Champions League club next season. Yes. Yes. Um, but for for Everton. Um, this is this is a game that I feel badly because I really want to say that Tom Heaton will perform really well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I this is a game where I I I flinched. Uh, really? I, I I I flinch at the I I still went with Tom Heaton. Don't get me wrong, but I flinched. Wow. Everton are playing that well, okay. especially at home.
1: Yeah. Um, that's just very I, surprising to me.
3: Yeah, I I. I'm hoping for like 6 points out of my goalkeeper. <laughs> and that's because he's so inexpensive.
1: Right. Um wow, yeah, okay. That's that's surprising to me.
3: I mean ever. I mean Ross, uh, Romelu Lukaku is a man amongst boys at 22 years old or 23 years yeah. old. <laughs> you know, and he can play with as you were saying last week he can he can he can he can stand you up uh, and get by you, and he can he can run past you and he can jump over you. He is literally bigger, faster, and stronger than
0: pretty much everyone anybody. on Burnley. Yeah,
3: Every, definitely everyone on Burnley, Tom Heaton included.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I agree. He's he's got to have. Uh, I mean, he has by far the best goal-scoring odds this week. So, or at least on Saturday. So you'd expect. Yeah, I mean. It's the perfect storm. It's just a matter of how big Tom Heaton is going to be.
3: It depends where his shots are coming from. Um, you know, if 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 Burnley decides to sit back and play, you know, eight behind the ball and nine behind the ball at almost all times, uh, you know, that may force his shots to be from like the edge of the eighteen, and that will give Tom Heaton his chances for saves. But right. the only problem is Lukaku can also hit those shots, right? And so can so can Ross Barkley, for that yeah. matter. Um, I really. It's really a shame to me because I really want to see Everton go a full season with all three of Lukaku, Barkley, and Balassi. Yeah, but we're just not going to get it. Uh, it. People forget how good Yannick Balassi was um, before he got injured. Um, anyway, uh, we don't need to you're, reminisce. You're much that.
1: higher on Balassi's injury return than I am.
3: I well. I don't know what kind of player he's going to be afterwards. He suffered a major injury, yeah. but, um, but I don't. We we don't need to. We let's let's keep let's keep it to this week here. So okay. for burn for Burnley, it's. I I can't see. I mean, they've only gotten. I mean, they're safe. They're more safe now. I think they are safe now, um, and they play a defensive style, and they're really unashamed of it. So I'm not going to. I, I'm not going to take an Ashley Barnes or a Sam Vokes or an Andre Gray or, you know, or, or Stephen. Stephen DeForest is not even an offensive player, but Robbie Brady, I highly doubt, will start this game because they're going to need to play defense a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Matthew Loughton and Stephen Ward were, have been commendable over the past few weeks. I just don't think this is the week for it, and Tom Heaton might be your only option because there might be so many such shots against.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the reason to play Heaton. So the, I mean, that's always the reason to play Heaton. You're never really playing him for a clean sheet. Well, I
3: mean, well, Burnley have kept three clean sheets in their past four.
1: Um, yeah, I believe that is fact. (laughs) Yeah, that is fact. (laughs) That's
3: that's, that's such a Mike Gottlieb sentence. I believe that is fact.
1: (laughs) Um, at Sunderland and at Burrow helps that. Um, but, but they did the job. But they did the job. Um, so... Oh, and home against Stoke. So, there you go. Uh, the... Yeah, I mean, this... That says it all. Those are the teams that they shut out. And so, uh, you have to just hope that Everton get 12 of their shots on target in his hands. <laughs> and that not so, too many go beyond them.
3: Would you play someone like Leighton Baines
1: or Joel Robles? Uh, I would... Robles... Uh I think he's the top-rated goalkeeper. Yeah, I I wouldn't um I mean, not on DraftKings I wouldn't. Heavens no. Not Robles. Baines I would definitely play.
3: Well, I think Robles is underrated on DraftKings. He scores a lot of points. And that's because I mean, he's no stranger to shots on goal, but it
1: I think he's I think you're you're giving too much credit to a guy
0: who, I,
3: I I don't think this is the right matchup. I, I agree with well, you. Well, yeah, it's not. It's because not. I think his maximum output is 12 points with one save, a clean sheet, and a win. Right.
1: Yeah. I think I, there, there are just so few goalkeepers who, in fact, there may be none, who I look at and say, he's good. So I'll play him because I think he's good as opposed to the matchup. Yeah. Claudio I, Bravo might be the only one who I... <laughs> I have a great
3: I have a great stat for Claudio Bravo later on in the show okay great stat (laughs) but we'll get to that in a little bit but for Everton do you see anyone outside of Barkley and of uh of Lukaku uh
1: I think Morales definitely should get some attention if he starts because uh he tends to there's no reason he doesn't start this week uh well he hadn't been so I am just saying, you got one start. Is week,
3: this so. is a week where they have to turn off the pressure, not not dial it back. Yeah.
1: So I would definitely consider Morales only because you know you can fit him into a forward spot on DraftKings. Although there are kind of a number of guys that you can do that with this week, which we can talk about when we get there. But um, yeah, so Morales, I would definitely put Morales, Baines, and Lukaku well ahead of Ross Barkley. Um, I mean, Barkley, you know, nobody would be shocked if he scored twice. I'd be a little surprised. But I'm not going to pay what is this, eighty five hundred for the possibility that he does it.
3: Yeah, yeah. And one of those players that you can uh, slot into forward actually plays for Hull City, who travel to Stoke for the Bet Three Six Five, and uh, that's Camille Grosicki. Yeah. Uh, and so just one of the multitude of players that you can slot in for a lot less money than uh, than Ross Barkley. But let's talk about Stoke and Hull here. Uh, as great as Hull have been at home under Marco Silva, who has not or, or who has not lost. Uh, what is it? Uh, I think it's in his entire years, lives. yeah, in the last <laughs> three years, uh, at home, uh, he's only gotten one point on the road in his last six Ooh. games. Yep, not six years, uh, but only one point on the road in his last six games. So, mm-hmm. and Stoke are also playing pretty miserably. Uh, so it's really a war of attrition here, and those <laughs> usually end up in like zero zero games.
1: Um, <clears throat> they do. However, um, I don't believe Stoke. I'm trying to quickly go through here. Stoke have not been shut out at home since December fourteenth. So, so how about one one? How does yeah, one it could one be sound? it could definitely be one one uh, easily could be one zero, but uh, the I as crazy as this sounds, i I think I like a few stoke guys
3: so you're you're gonna be on the Jordan Shakiri? Oh heavens no, 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 no Let's, Marco Arnautovic
1: jonathan walters trains maybe charlie adam (laughs) um phil Bardsley. i was on arnautovic last few weeks he's been actually he took over corners when shakiri was out and i guess they just didn't trust joe allen anymore um but i mean they've been really frustrating because when you think you know who's taking corners then like glenn whalen takes them and but um arnautovic has been playing pretty well lately i don't know if i'm going to go as far as to play him although he's Pretty cheap on DraftKings. I mean, he he scored eight, 10, and eleven points in his last three games without a without a goal or an assist. Some of those were were corner related. So if Shakiri starts again, then that goes down a little bit. He still had five crosses last week, though. So um, I do like Arnautovic a bit. I I like Eric Peters. I think at forty three hundred, he, he a lot. Been, it's not that much. I mean, if you're looking at kind of the other defenders. Um, in that range. I mean, he's cheaper than Cedric, who's playing at man city. You could probably get Cresswell, but you know, we were talking about whether we really wanted to pay that. So, um, it's obviously much cheaper than Leighton Baines or Olabas who we'll get to. But, um, yeah, I think, I think there are enough Stoke guys that I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, there are a few, yeah, there are Stoke guys that I've been looking at.
3: I'd I I would take Abel Hernandez over them. I think Abel Hernandez gets the goal for Hull. That's I mean, <laughs> it I've never, is I never
1: play Abel Hernandez, so I'm, I'm I'm not going to. Yeah, Groshicki's <laughs> the only one I would play from Hull. Correct, I agree with and that. I, well, sentiment well what about um, Yakupovic? No, no.
3: Stoke won't take enough shots on target. They'll take shots off target.
1: Um. Okay.
3: I mean. Is Saito Barahino going to start?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who cares?
3: That's exact That's kind of how I feel about Hull as a
1: general. All right. I I I don't care if he starts, but like Arnautovic, I think is one that that is worth looking at. I mean, people are definitely going to look at Shakiri just because it's he's the set piece taker on a home team against Hull. Um, I don't know if we'll see Harry Maguire back. Not that he's taking set pieces, but um, I don't know the Hull... I'll have a few players, but you know I'm not going to play Evandro, Elmo nope. Hamidi, and Robertson. You could get nope. some interest for, I'm passing on yeah, all. I'll them pass them and I, and I you Stoke. know, I
3: like both of those guys as like cheap plays, but I'm passing on both this game. Yeah, so if it was Hall at home, I'd be I'd consider it.
1: That's that's sort of the way that I'm looking at it. That I'm not sure I'm I'm willing to go with Groschicki just because on the road is at Stoke. Um That's just one I tend to avoid. We,
3: we bang on we bang on Stoke they're one game out of a top They're one point out of a top 10 finish
1: yeah yeah
3: like that that team is just it, it's so weird that they are so successful um yeah it's um i agree just super strange can't get my can't wrap my head around that matchup at all so we'll pass i think we're trying to say that unless you like arnautovic i like versiki uh i think you like both of them actually but i think outside of that everything else is a crapshoot in that game right that's
1: what it feels like
3: OK, so let's move on to Watford versus Swansea to wrap up the 10 o'clock portion of the slate uh, for Watford. I, I love M. By Niang in this one. I think he is a cheaper version, uh, poor man's version of Gilfie Sigurdsson on the other side. Uh, it's uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson in the last couple of weeks has been rather disappointing. Uh, Swansea in general have not been able to score as of late. I believe that they've only scored like once or twice in the last four games. Uh, it's, it hasn't been very good in the past, in the past few weeks for Swansea. Um, Swansea are back in the relegation range. Uh, so I think they actually are there. Yeah, they are now behind Hull and they are currently going to be regulated, uh, regulated, relegated. Um, Warren G. I was just relegated. about
1: to say Prof. Warren G. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the and calling M. Bai Niang a poor man's guilty Sigurdson is like one of the most ridiculous things you've ever said. That's true. I just want to – I'm going to start with that. Secondly, um, Sigurdsson at his price on DraftKings, 10200 means you need to have a goal or an assist or like minimum 15 crosses to pay off. So – He hasn't gotten an assist in six weeks. He has one goal in the last nine. Um, They're playing on the road. Watford have been, uh, you know, okay defensively this season, not fantastic. Um, They have two clean sheets in their last two home games. So uh, I I see a reason to fade Guilfi Secrets in this weekend, at least on DraftKings. Just because that's such a high price. I mean, the the other high price guys are, you know, goal dependent forwards, obviously Lukaku and Aguero. But um, that that price on Sigurdsson is is tough to swallow. I agree. And there's nobody I, else I, on this
3: When I made my lineup this week, I kept going back and forth between those three guys. Like I knew I was going to get, I knew I wanted to have one of them, and I'm still not confident in which one that I want. <laughs>
1: I think that makes sense. I mean, they just don't. They, if there's one thing, it's that um, that whole. um, I'm sorry uh, that Watford give up like a decent number of crosses, but they're not like. I think they give up enough crosses for a side that for where they are on the table, like they're not extremely porous. So it's like, I'm just not sure the the matchup even allows you to say well even if Seegerson doesn't score like he's gonna take 20 shots and send in 40 crosses you know that's I just don't I don't see the the upside getting achieved this week
3: yeah and it's at vicarage Road for right. what in in Watfordshire so it's uh it's not uh I don't think it's ideal setting for Swansea in this one anyway uh going on the road desperately needing the game um Walter Mazzari, the manager for Watford is um, under some pressure, actually, which is strange, considering that Watford are currently sitting in tenth place, which I feel is just fine for the season for them. Um, oh yeah, I mean right. they're done, like they're good. <laughs> so, yeah. but but my my, I, I was reading rumors in the papers that Claudio Ranieri is going to replace Walter Mazzari at the end of the season. I'm like, well, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, first of all, why for Ranieri would he take that job? And then second, because his profile should be a little higher than that uh but secondly why are Watford looking to replace their manager who's right now leading them to a top half finish in the Premier League what what, what are Watford's intentions
1: oh is it not the other way that he's he's looking up no they're looking
3: to fire him no they're looking to fire Missouri and it doesn't make any sense yeah that's a weird one And, and he's uncovered some talent actually and he's been able to attract a lot of talent to Watford too um this over the boat actually Watford in general over the past few years have been one of the more active teams in the, in the market. So it's, it's the whole situation at Watford. the leadership at Watford is strange to me. I feel like I, I, unless they have a leadership strategy, that change is the only consistent part of leadership because (laughs) these players will get accustomed to a certain way and then they'll, they'll lose their edge. And unless that's their motivating factor and their, their brand of leadership, um, I don't know. It's just not. It's not typically what you see in sport.
1: Yeah, it's a weird one. All
3: right. Uh, I I would love to talk about that more and more, but we have to stick to fantasy Premier League here. So for Watford, um, you know, let's put it this way: Would you rather have Troidini or Niang uh, in drafting scoring? Probably Niang. But I think the only scoring that you'll rather have Deeney is FPL, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think that's the way we can sum up two things: one, the performance of Niang versus Deeney since <laughs> Niang's been featured, yeah. and secondly, the poor scoring model of FPL versus everybody else. Um, I guess because I because guess. if you watch the if you watch the games, Niang has played significantly better than yeah. Deini.
1: I, I agree with you there,
3: and it just it doesn't reflect all the time in FPL who plays better or it, not as consistently is the way I'll put it.
1: I, I think that's totally right, but I mean okay. we've kind of. I, I'm fine. not sure. I'm not sure DraftKings has figured out the the best scoring either. No,
3: but. I don't think anyone has. I think so I think it's I think soccer is one of the hardest sports to quantify the quality of performance because it's so qualitative, not quantitative. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for Martin, well, uh, the qualitative play of both uh Dini and Niang to me nukes the value of anything that Martin Olson was going to try to bring you, even though Olson's been great um since coming up for Swansea. Um I just I this is not the right matchup, not the right location for anyone on the defense of Swansea.
1: Yeah, I'm not I agree. I'm not taking Olsen's really the only one. I mean I've I've been trying to get cute with Kyle Naughton recently and that it's just not happening. So Nope.
3: (laughs) There can only be one Swansea defender. Yeah. Um but for for Watford, Aurelio Gomez to me is an interesting play.
1: Um, because Swansea just have not been able to score recently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're probably going to have to pay up for him, as crazy as that sounds. On uh, let's see, forty eight hundred on DraftKings. I guess that's not terrible. But not but terrible. Fabianski at forty six is crazy to me. Like you would never. Well, I pay mean,
3: that. Uh, yeah, you would take Gomez every time there. Yeah. But I mean. It... I, I mean, I really wanted to take Pickford or Yakupovich this week.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I, that, that's who I was like twitching towards, uh, you know, when I was, you know, flinching at the at the at the possibility of Tom Heaton. But everyone else was too expensive in comparison yeah. that I wanted. You know, Casper Schmeichel, for example, is 4,200, and I don't think he's in a great position at all. He may not even
1: start. Um, it's. I think Pickford is a decent possibility home yeah, against yeah. West Ham, but. We were just talking about how horrible they are. So they are, and they give up so
3: many goals. <laughs> uh, it's it, you know, if this could be a game where West Ham win three one, and they take five shots. Like I, I, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather take that gamble with someone who's at thirty eight hundred versus forty three or forty four in Pickford's yeah. case. That's like it's Anyway, uh, we we'll get to our DraftKings teams later. Uh, but let's get to the what I feel is one of the better matchups actually on the Saturday slate in terms of competitive balance. Uh, and that is Southampton at St. Mary's taking on Manchester City. If Claudio Bravo starts, that means Pep Guardiola and all of his genius at manager will be starting a goalie who has led up nine goals in his past ten shots faced. Is that bad? It's that bad. That's shots on
1: goal faced, right? That is shots
3: God, on hope goal it's faced.
1: Shots on goal. Uh that's pretty bad. Wow. Wow. So in
3: his last ten opportunities to make a save he has only made one save. Wow. Now that could either be that's right, but it's, that's one of two. Who am I, I to question I, your facts? Well, I mean, I'm that's pretty not, sure. I'm, that's, I'm pretty that's sure I'm crazy. right. Crazy. Wow. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay. Right. I wouldn't play him anyway. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to play anyway. Uh, yeah. But I think this is a, this is a game that their previous encounter was a one, one draw. And that was as entertaining a game that we've had this season. It was a great game to watch. Um, at St. Mary's, you know, Claude Puel's team is going to set up defensively, obviously. Um, but this game will be won and lost in the midfield, and Manchester City in the center of midfield. You know, De Bruyne has not looked as good. David Silva's looked great recently, but it's it's a tough. It's a really tough game, and Jordy Classy has been great for Southampton, both from back from each
1: box to box
3: um, and Oriel, uh, is Oriel Romeo uh, is he back is he ready to
1: play or um, he what was it it was a uh, I can't remember if it was a two yeah no he's out yeah it was a two yeah. game for the tenth yellow card so yeah classy'll start again yeah, it's
3: for, for Southampton
1: like this this this
3: whole this whole game to me is I'm i am I'm so – I mean, with Gabbiadini back,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I really want to say Southampton will pull this one out. But that's only because I want Manchester City to lose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Man. Man. Uh, I, I, I think this game is going to be really close. Okay. Close with a score? Close with the score. Okay. Um, Gabbiadini and, and Aguero? Yeah, Gabbiadini, Aguero, I, I – I, I still like Leroy Sané. Mm-hmm. Um, Sané or Sterling—that's what it comes I down. Still, to I still, I still don't like Raheem Sterling. Okay, was what I was just about to say. Um, man, and, and Kevin De Bruyne—where's where, he gone? Like, where, like, where did he go?
1: Yeah, th- his—if you're into heat maps, like his heat maps further back this year, because I think they're letting Silva try. I think a lot of teams are basically trying to park the bus against them knowing how explosive they can be and Silva is a little better at at breaking that down so I think they use him a little more to to find Sané and Sterling who are cutting in from the wing and that's just taking the ball away from De Bruyne so just you know if he doesn't have the ball he's not going to get enough opportunities to send in crosses and you know he's not taking every free kick so that hurts him a little bit he's hit it a little bit with sporadic goals and assists but um I don't know. It's uh, the the explosive games that we see from Kevin De Bruyne are seemingly gone, and so
3: it's, it just seems it just seems that like he doesn't fit.
1: Yeah. the 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 other problem is that Silva isn't. We haven't DraftKings at least isn't the the format that allows him to to score highly when he doesn't necessarily get a goal or an assist, even though he has such a major impact on the game. I, I still don't think there's a an appropriate scoring system that. Allows us to see how good he really is. So, yeah, he's the exception
3: though to the rules, though, in my opinion. He could be. I think. Yeah, uh, he uh, he. Yeah, unless unless FPL added the secondary assist, it's going to be hard.
1: Well, somebody uh, there was a Twitter conversation about this, and somebody sent me basically Premier League secondary assist, and he's not. He's still not there. It's more like the tertiary assists, and I think if if I'm against. Fantasy assists. I got to be against uh, tertiary assists.
3: Yeah, you've really, you've really backed yourself into a corner there.
1: <laughs> I'll be perfectly uh, what, content in my corner. That's fine.
3: Jesus Navas as an outside midfielder, terrible. Jesus Navas as a right back, pretty good.
1: Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. It's um.
3: Because you're not expecting crosses to be accurate from right backs.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it's not enough for me to, to waste a midfield spot on him. Um but I don't know. Maybe we can get Matt Bernbach to change him to a defender now that he's on now that he's a right back. Uh, Jeez. He's <laughs> Navas at right back. What has this league done Pep, what have you done?
3: <laughs> All right. Uh Sergio Aguero obviously you like. Um yeah. Gabbiadini, I love Dusan Tadic. Do you, do you? I know you traditionally
1: don't like him. Uh, I got sucked back in recently, and I was furious about it. So, <laughs> actually, maybe I wasn't. Was, oh, he had an assist last week. Um, yes. He played yeah. well last week. I, I, I get it. Uh, I, I just, uh, I, I will probably not be paying sixty three hundred for him. I, I basically always look for a reason to take Ward Prowse instead. And um,
3: and the and he's
1: and Ward Prowse has really
3: paid that has really paid off for you.
1: Um, he's had some pretty decent games. I mean, he's he has the set piece safety that Tadic doesn't, and so uh, the upside, yes, is not nearly as high. But I don't think the the floor is significantly lower. I mean, they're basically, I guess, they're splitting corners now, which never helps, but hurts both. Yeah, yeah. But against Man City, I mean, how many corners are you going to get? Uh, yeah, I mean, even at home, I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we're we're at a point now where like Man City's now out of the title race, which almost makes me feel like now they're going to start blasting everybody, and it's going to be like a too little, too late. But I don't know. I, the
3: well, Man City has an important FA Cups. Uh, uh, what is it? Quarterfinal, semifinal, coming up? 70, something right, like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who uh, they play? Um, they, Chelsea? Yeah. They um, when is that match? No, they play it's Arsenal. Zoom. April twenty yeah. third. Yeah, so they got some time.
3: <laughs> so Chelsea play Tottenham. And what right. is a? in what is a a, a packed FA Cup semi final? Right. Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal City. Good right. lord!
1: Yeah, it's gonna send <laughs> Everton to the Europa.
3: Magic of the yeah. cup,
1: Mike. There it is. Imagine if your Arsenal magic,
3: winning. Imagine if Arsenal win the FA Cup just to take away the spot, hmm. and still finish outside. But they, st- but they won a trophy.
1: They've well, only they won time, two trophies. Third time in four years, right? Uh, who cares? I'm pretty sure it is.
3: It would be sure, sure. That's all Arsenal does is win silverware.
1: That's right. <laughs> Let's um, move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Unless <laughs> you have one final thought for the Saturday slate. What, yeah. What game are we to about? No, we should hurry up though, because I this is getting long.
3: Okay, West Brom taking on Liverpool, West Brom uh, losers of four of their last six. I wonder when they got the 40 points taking (laughs) on Liverpool, who seems to not be able to actually uh, beat anybody who is in the bottom half of the table. So this is a a battle of who can get to the bottom first.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mane, Sadio Mane is out for the year or most likely out for the year, which. Yeah, um, I dropped him uh, from
3: my Tiger Premier League team. it, 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 It really hurt.
1: Yeah, I um, uh, assume Origi gets the start, but uh, Sturridge is fit, so, uh, you know, they could <laughs> give him a run out. Walana, I think, is still out, so I don't know. It's uh, I'm probably not taking anybody from West Brom. How much did that hurt you to say? <laughs> did a little bit. Matt Phillips screwed me last week. I went with Matt Phillips. Um, I don't even remember who they played, but... They had a decent matchup, and oh, um, Southampton, home against Southampton. Chris Brunton was on the bench. So I'm like, oh, Phillips will get all the set pieces; that'll be great. Um, and they were not great, or he was no, not great. He was not. He was on my EFSA team, who
3: now has yeah, uh, I think I. I Chadley I, took them. I think I had seven players out for the year, and all of whom I wanted to keep. So I have to start dropping people who I want to keep. It's really that that team is just uh, the Walking Dead at this point. West Brom. Anyway, no, uh, my EF team. Oh. oh, oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I've, um, my season long teams are are struggling.
3: No, your target teams
1: are doing okay. They're
3: okay, but you're, you, you feel like they're struggling because I'm better than you in both. It could uh,
1: be, could be. I've been, I've been middle just, of the pack in the RotoWire one all season. No, I
3: think you and I have made a very nice charge up the leaderboard recently. Uh, I think, I think you're winners of like four or five straight, and I'm winners of three straight, something like that in the RotoWire league. It's, it's and still not enough four, to uh, get third. me.
1: I'm in fourth. Really? I think so. Let me double check here. That seems, that seems high for. A you're team. in fifth. Yeah,
3: you're in fifth. You're tied for fourth.
1: Yeah. But right, no, lost you last lost
3: week. You yeah. lost last week. And we play each other this week. Oh great. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, you're taking you're taking on David Silva and Deli Alley this week.
1: My my uh small hope at um winning the Taga premier division were were dashed, so wow, I'm a th- loser of three straight.
3: Well, I everyone at the top is has lost Because 'cause I've lost two straight, <clears throat> even though I scored over a hundred points yeah. in both.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mike Phillips making a run. Here it comes. Guy can really play his season-long fantasy or fantasy soccer games. He
3: you know he 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 talks Taga. That's all I can say. <laughs>
1: right. He knows how to talk Taga. Right.
3: Or Taga talk.
1: Talking Taga, I think. Talking which taga. I think is yes. stolen from us anyway.
3: Whatever, it's fine. Everyone should be able to share in the glory that is Taga. Mm.
1: Uh, so, do you like anyone from West Brom? <laughs> <laughs> vehemently
3: disagree um yeah definitely definitely not uh i have not liked them since they got to 40 points in the table
1: okay you
3: know who i especially don't like salomon rondon <laughs>
1: <laughs> when no
3: robson kanu is starting over you mm.
1: you were very yeah. excited about him earlier in the year i was yeah i thought so they would play well together <laughs> yeah don't uh don't say don't say it in a derogatory term
3: I'm I'm just saying.
1: I know what you're else? saying. Thank you. Uh, okay. I'll have none of it.
3: You will have none of it. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, the uh, I Liverpool side. Game. I think this is a James Miller game. Okay. Lots of crosses and a penalty.
1: Okay. Oh, that's what uh, that was the other thing that I uh, on on our first game, Spurs Burnmouth. That they those two teams are at the top in penalties earned this season. Yeah, Ryan Fraser. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, so who do you like? So you like Milner, uh Coutinho. Yes. Milner, okay. Coutinho, Firmino, that's it. Okay. I really wish Jorginho Winaldum was better at fantasy production. Me too. Like he's I feel my, like he's, he's on my
3: target team in rotal wire. I'd like he
1: has an assistant too straight, but like I'd like to add him to the David Silva All Stars of guys who are underappreciated in fantasy.
3: You know who else likes Jorginho Winaldum? John Wallen. John Wallen. Yeah. Yep. Him and Firmino. Those yeah. are hit. those are his banner guys. Yeah. All right. Firmino, let's go. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Uh, that's not, yeah. Firmino and Winaldo. Those are his two guys. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Manchester United are at home against a little team called Chelsea. Mm. Um, it's, this is definitely the leads in storyline, but Manchester United a lot like Leicester, for example, they have, I mean, they, they drew in their, in the first leg like, matchup, but granted it was on the road against Anderlecht, but, they have an important Europa League game coming up, and that's the season that they have to pay attention to if they yep. have Champions League aspirations. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to rest everybody, but I, I, I wouldn't put it. I mean, Jose Mourinho was kind of flirting with it in his press conference this week, saying, you know, he's going to start his starters because if he didn't, the whole country would kill him. <laughs> that's what he said.
1: Do you think they play a ten zero zero one?
3: No. Uh, I I don't know what they do uh, because they tried a different strategy against Chelsea the last time they played and that they tried to just kick the ever-living crap out of Eden Hazard, you know, one spike at a time to the ankle. Uh, That didn't work. Um, I I don't think that Manchester United have a way to stop Eden Hazard, whether it's on the break or in open play. I agree. I mean if are you they gonna are they gonna put Antonio Valencia out there? Because if so, that's just waving a white flag defensively against Eden Hazard. Uh if they put Mateo Darmian out there, that's just not someone who's traditionally been playing a lot. It's I don't know what Manchester United do defensively against Chelsea. Um at, at, at Old Trafford, they've they have a tough time scoring recently. Uh and Chelsea will just be at the consistent rock that they are, uh, this season. And they have no other games to really look out to play.
1: So their focus is on this. Well, they have the FA cup. That's three weeks. (laughs) Um, Next week, two weeks. Yeah. The, yeah, I, I don't see how Manchester United win. I'll put it that way.
3: I think a lot of people are tipping Manchester United to at least come away with the draw here because that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, Literally. That's all they do. And that's what they've done a lot this season. Um, for Chelsea a point at Manchester United I think is a job done like it's not it's not ideal considering that Spurs are charging pretty hard but um I don't think it's I don't think it's the worst result in the world
1: I agree Yeah I totally yeah. agree with that that they they I don't think that they can lose like I think that's a that would particularly with Spurs likely to win um I think a a four point gap is is a, I don't want to quite call that a race, but it that that makes it much more interesting. Um, yeah, Spurs. I, mean, I in
3: is, is running is pretty kind.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um,
3: I mean Tottenham still Spurs still have a game against Manchester United, but it uh, in game week thirty seven, but that's at White Hart Lane. And
1: how much of a revenge factor do you put in? Not former team revenge, but literally like Hazard, Fabregas, and Costa trying to stick it to Mourinho again. Zero. Okay.
3: I put zero stock in that.
1: Okay. I mean, if
3: also if Diego Costa decides to play like Diego Costa, Manchester United will have no chance. Uh,
1: I think that's that's fair.
3: Uh, Costa's struggling recently is yeah. It, it, it's it's something to note because that's the only you know traditional number nine that Chelsea play. Um, and if Zlatan doesn't if Zlatan isn't out otherworldly, I don't think that I don't think that Manchester United will get many goals. So it's, I mean, some people say it's an interesting matchup between David Luiz and Ibrahimovic as former teammates, but I, I don't think so. I think if Zlatan's on his day and Luiz is on his day, Zlatan will
1: beat him every time. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the problem is that Zlatan has to do it basically by himself. And Luiz yeah, has the plenty score of
3: help. that that goal he scored last week, where he took the ball and was, you know, leaning away from goal, going, uh, you know, at the edge of the eighteen, and then just arrows it into the far corner. Just there's only like two or three people that would even attempt that shot, and he's the only <laughs> yeah. one that would take
1: it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. It just seems like everybody. I don't see a a better player on Manchester United at any position. I mean, I guess you could say Ibra a little better than Costa, but yeah. Um, after that, particularly fancy-wise. De Gea,
3: Couture. I think... I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, they're both racing to Real Madrid, whoever gets there first. <laughs> um, It's interesting. If Manchester United go don't there make...
1: After going to Atletico? I don't know if he'd do that. Yeah, yeah, yes, he would.
3: Um, uh, if, if uh, To me, what's interesting is if Manchester United don't make the Champions League next season, like you'd have to think De Gea will leave. you have to think Ibrahimović will leave. I yeah. disagree.
1: I disagree about Ibrahimovic.
3: Ibrahimovic just said that he will walk away if they if they don't make Champions League next season. Well,
1: he also just said that the Europa League is basically the Champions League now because he's in it. So that's okay. okay. That, that's him selling it. <laughs> I don't know what they do. I, don't know. I just
3: love that he said that he's a lion and everyone else is humans. Yeah. <sighs> What's funny is that humans hunt lions.
1: Okay. um, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm much more comfortable with, with the Chelsea guys fantasy wise uh, than I am the United. Mkhitaryan is dead to me. Uh, Pogba doesn't do enough. Um, Valencia has been crossing, but like, or he hasn't really been crossing and he's hurt. Uh, Luke Shaw. the, The list of people who have won money with Luke Shaw is, is short. Uh, and then you have guys like Fellaini and Lingard. Like those are the guys that Josie Mourinho is now going to have to go to to try to beat Chelsea. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's, it, I, I fade the game entirely. You, you can't fade it entirely. I know because yeah. it's this two-game Sunday slate. Right. but it, so, it, there's just there isn't much there. Eden Hazard, I think, is the only consist I think the only option that I think can be called upon, because, especially if you're in Taga because of the take-ons.
1: Yeah, I guess. I could see him spitefully scoring.
3: Sure. All right. Uh, for uh, for the one game on Monday, uh, these are two teams that need to be put out of their misery at this point. Yes. Uh, Arsenal, who have gotten a boost of confidence that Wenger is coming back. Uh, and our, uh, they they travel to the Riverside to take on Burrow, who, as we have aforementioned, cannot score and are just playing terribly at the moment. Um, Spiro Agnew really has a job ahead of him. And, this is just a game This is just a game where I mean different different kind of struggles, like first world struggles versus, you know, developing football club struggles, but um, two teams who could not be playing worse at their respective points of the tables.
1: Peter Check's back though.
3: That'll ensure zero zero. <laughs> um I remember when I first did the rankings this week, I put Arsenal goalkeeper number three. Yeah. like <laughs> I was just
1: like, I don't know who is going to play. Yeah. As but. if it matters. Clearly, as you put Arsenal keeper number three, but then ranked check sixth. Um, because I saw that he was coming back. Yeah. I don't, uh, I actually think Arsenal win this one. Uh, I don't think it's a big win, though, even though Burrow have been so bad. And um, it's going to be somebody ridiculous like. Nenny, who gets the goal just to spite us even further this is a granite shock a goal plus a red card game oh yeah a, I like that I like that
3: so like it's only like two points right the goal but right right it, it's still a goal oh that's a great call <laughs> love it but yeah I mean you, if you start anyone in Millsboro that's not named Victor Valdez for this one I I, I don't know what you're doing
1: <laughs> I, um... I can
3: understand Victor Valdez because he, he might have saves but that's it
1: yeah, I, people I agree. kept
3: people kept talking about Stuart Downing, and I'm like, but
1: oh, well, Downing was pretty good last week. Yeah, I, mean, I talked about okay, <laughs> um,
3: but not against Arsenal, a team that, that will possess the ball.
1: Yeah, no, not against. Payton I wouldn't play him it. against Arsenal. I play. I would play him last week, like at home against Burnley. Yeah. But no, I'm not playing against Arsenal. All right, let's go to our
3: DraftKings teams. I think we've kind of staked out who we think is on each other's teams here but let's let, let I'll get started uh even, even though I did beat you technically last week
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> but I'll get started of course I have Tom Heaton in goal at 3,800 mm-hmm. um to too many save opportunities at 3,800 uh even though I don't expect him to get a clean sheet uh I have on the opposite side of that I at defense I have Mason Holgate at 4,100 um, this is kind of a personal spot. I do. I, for some reason, I just like Holgate a lot. I, I, his stat numbers aren't great. And they're not consistent for sure. Um, Sounds like a I great just, fantasy option. Yeah, I know. But the the clean sheet potential <laughs> with like a couple of crosses and some and some uh-huh. tackles. You I know, get like, it. I get it. He'll. he'll I mean, at forty one hundred, I think that's not terrible. I actually thought about pivoting up because I do have the money to pivot up to Ryan Bertrand against City, but. Yeah, that, that's the decision I'll be going back and forth on. Holgate versus Bertrand. Will Bertrand get three more points worth of crosses? Right. Which is, I think, four crosses. Uh, will he get four more crosses in Holgate? And I just don't know against City if that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, you know, you like you you took Eric. You said you liked Eric Peters. Yeah. Um, I went the opposite, and I took Glenn Johnson because he's less expensive at thirty eight hundred.
1: <sighs> this. That was perfect because I took Heaton, Peters, and Baines.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Same ideas. Yeah. Just yeah. the opposite sides.
1: Yeah. Baines uh, is a tricky one for me because he's That's obviously very expensive. Um, I also really considered um, uh, Jose Olabas at 5,200. Um, home against so Swansea. Many,
3: so many yellow
1: cards. Um, Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> He has none it's in his last uh, four. Yeah, the um, next
3: one gets us suspended for two games.
1: No, he's already served that. Oh, sorry, sir. He's, the most <laughs> yellow, he's well he's beyond the
3: most 10. Yellow, he's the most yellow-carded player in the league, I yes, believe. Yes,
1: yes. Probably in the top—well, I guess Balotelli's probably up there. Anyway, um, I, I will probably go with Olabas by the end. Um, Swansea don't give up, like, a ton of crosses, actually, whereas Burnley do. That's the only reason why I have sided with Baines to begin with. Um, Peter Hull give up a ton of them, and Peter's wins enough tackles where I feel like um, the the combination will will pay off enough. Forty three hundred is pretty cheap for me. Who'd you go with, Glenn Johnson?
3: Thirty eight hundred.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, I I see no fantasy difference between Glenn Johnson and Phil Bardsley, and you are just the I Joker. don't play either of them. So. <laughs>
3: That is not true. Glenn Johnson, when healthy, which is the key, is significantly better than Phil Bardsley.
1: He, I, I don't think on DraftKings he is. In, in fact, I think we can go back. I, I'm not going to waste any time doing it, but I bet if you go back, if anybody else wants to waste their time doing it, I bet you'll see that Bardsley is a is a better fantasy option than Glenn Johnson. But anyway, um, I have four-ish midfielders, and I'd also like to say that I hate the rest of my team. I don't hate the rest of my team, but I hate three fifths of the team. I have four ish as well. Um so I have I went with a Crystal Palace midfield stack of Andrews Townsend too. and Wilfred Zaha. I did as well. Okay. That makes me feel terrible. Not as great about it. Um I <laughs> currently have um eighty three hundred for Kevin De Bruyne, which I will certainly not have by the end of the by the line lock, but Um, he's basically just a placeholder for me now. I I don't. I I feel like I should have some exposure to that game, um, on the Man City side. Silva at seventy three hundred. Uh, it's one of those that like, it's going down is not helping me much in other spots. Um, there's a very good possibility that for Saturday my lineup will be completely different. Not against you, but otherwise, just because I feel like. What I was saying before, like the the upper tier options are Aguero, Lukaku, who are very goal dependent, and Sigurdsson, who really hasn't delivered much recently. And so if you fade them, they're like a ton of cash options that are playable, um, whether it's Demerai Gray, who I really liked, uh, who I did not take. Uh, my other two, I'm just going to go because this is all kind of together. My forwards are Arnautovic and Niang. Um
3: Oh man, I was re. I really wanted to take Niang. I was, re- I, I kept, I just pivoted off him because I had the money to.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's going to be my problem on, on Saturday that I think I will have a lot of money left over because Lukaku and Aguero, like the classic guys that you really shouldn't play in cash, but Lukaku burns you more often than not. Like, I, I don't think I'm going to play Aguero in cash, but Luke, I'll, I'll look at Lukaku more than I look at Sigurdsson just because. Yeah, I have Lukaku. Um. Yeah, that's, I landed
3: I that. landed on Lukaku, and even though I have Heaton, like, I, I, like that was what was preventing me from doing it when I first created my lineup, was like, uh, do I really want the star forward against my goalkeeper? Yep, I get it. Um, because, uh, I don't know. But I'm not anticipating a clean sheet from Tom Heaton, so I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. Just keep shooting, uh, which Lukaku it. will do. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I do also have Andros Townsend and Wilfred Saha. Uh, I had Niang, and I pivoted up to... Camille Grosicki yeah. at 6,600.
1: I, I had Grosicki as well. The being on the road worries me slightly.
3: Yeah, me too. Um, I, I may pivot off of him, slightly. but the only reason, and the reason why I'm able to afford all of these midfielders plus Grosicki and Lukaku is because I have Jesus Navas at 5,100 oh. in my other midfield spot. Wow. <laughs> Dude, look at this. I, no, I get it. I get it.
1: I get it. Like, you
3: know, it, it <sighs> I mean, against Chelsea, he didn't play well, but that's, Chelsea. Nobody does. But like at Arsenal, thirteen points home against Hull. But he should score eleven points, and he did. (laughs) But like you know, he's not been terrible. Yeah. And his cross numbers are way up. From zero, but they're up. Yeah, from zero. But like you know, (laughs) averaging averaging of what is it? It looks like it's about six, six, seven crosses a game.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. One day they might actually touch somebody too.
3: Maybe that day is saturday mm.
1: but we'll only find out
3: at that moment but in that moment we will have to add that this moment we have to end this episode of the rotowire fantasy soccer podcast it's been a long one a lot of good information in there andrew uh thank you for joining us as always and we will catch you next week when we preview game week 34 of the rotowire fantasy soccer podcast talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer.
2: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.